You've paid your five bucks, now let's get into stick and buck. Another month, another stick and puck. Oh yes, welcome back to the beauty of which it is stick and puck. What's going on, everyone? Good to see you again. Always, we missed you so much. Yeah, definitely. How you been, dude? It's been another month. Oh, it's almost been the end of the month. Oh Running yeah, behind again. A little bit, a little bit. We are a little bit behind, but we've been doing a lot of other stuff with the podcast, so that's cool. Yeah, man, we, uh, like we promised at the beginning of the year, we're talking about doing more on the YouTube side. Um, we haven't had a chance to catch up because you've been busy, I've been busy doing stuff. So I've had, I had some pre-recorded Jersey stuff that I released. Uh, now we're working on some stuff for you. Um, we've had some pretty decent outcome. Uh, oh, yeah, I've been extremely impressed with how you guys have been uh taking to the new youtube content so that that makes me feel a whole lot better for sure yeah no it's been it's been a good outcome i think um not that we're getting like thousands of uh watches or whatnot but like more than we expected to get right more than we expected to get and it's gonna i think it's gonna get better and better as we do plus we're new at it too we don't really know what we're doing so yeah we're kind of you know like deer in the headlights when we get in front of the camera kind of like you know, so right, exactly. It takes <laughs> a thousand takes and edits and whatever and editing itself, right? It's a new thing for us. Uh, well, you know, and you just want to get good content, you know, make it make it enjoyable for everybody. Yeah, exactly. So I think the more we do it, the better we're gonna get at it and, and we'll just go from there, right? Um uh, speaking of which, I mean you are wearing one of the jerseys you unboxed. Oh, the famous uh Mitchell and Ness. Because yeah. you didn't get to see it in person, that's why I put it on. Uh I'll tell you what, man, it is, it is, it's something else, man. It's a bit of a horror show. It's worse than a Fanatics, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it literally <laughs> it's looks, it, I mean, well, yeah, well, Mitchell, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it just, you remember those old, like, kid play mats that you'd, you'd have to, like, put your food on when you were eating? Just like those plastic play mats. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. that looks exactly what they used for everything on that jersey. The, yeah, the logos that they press on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's a little horrendous for sure. And uh, I mean, I gotta say, shame on Mitchell and Ness because I mean, I have a I have an old Mitchell and Ness uh, Philadelphia Flyers that um, VTG jerseys had sent us at the beginning of On the Bench with Beaks. Really? If you remember correctly. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like the New York jersey, Rangers jersey and a bunch of those Philadelphia Flyer jerseys. And those are like actual stitched and stuff. And it's it's a really, but I mean, those are way older than these new uh, these new releases. But I mean, back then they were, they were a fantastic jersey. Well, that's what I heard too. Um, I heard that the, apparently the old ones before actually, if I understand correctly, Fanatics was that kicked them off. The deal, because that was before, you know, Fanatics owned them or whatever. Right, Fanatics yeah. kind of came in, became this big thing. That's how Mitchell and Ness just kind of, like, disappeared for a while. That's right. my understanding. Don't quote me on it. And now, you know, they get bought out, whatever, and it's you get that Fanatics quality. And, again, don't get me wrong. Like, I have some Fanatics jerseys, and some are, like, pretty all right, man. Like, for what it is, you know. 
Um, well, and I, I mean, I think you'd want to do a little bit more service to like these old vintage jerseys that are special to a lot of the fan base that you're trying to appeal to. Well, my thing is like at least get the colors right and like, you know, it. I don't know, man. Like, put some effort in it. My, like I said, my biggest thing is like the price point on them. Yeah, two hundred and forty dollars. I mean, including shipping and whatnot. Is yeah, it's, if you get some, you know, fancy shipping or whatever. Yeah, right around. 240 bucks is what you're going to end up spending taxes whatnot right yeah, that's depending on where you live um yeah dude it's um it's a lot man it's it's a lot of money for for the quality yeah that's a little um, gauche for sure everything's pressed single vinyl stuff you know i mean we've if you guys haven't seen the youtube video um check it out i kind of go through this whole thing and and do a comparison with an older jersey that i have and all that fun stuff. Um, and a great beer tasting as well. Oh, yeah. Big uh, big deal. Big deal brewing. Well, these these puppies just showed up uh, in Colorado, Ooh. as far as I know, because I hadn't seen them. Yeah, they've been forever. kicking it out on the East Coast, uh, as you said. Yeah, they were they were kind of like in the East Coast area, whatnot. Um, and, but looks like they finally made their way here. So that's cool. Uh, pretty Solid decent brew. sipping beer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Decent sipping beer. Um, like I, I mentioned in the in the video too, is like I don't know if I'd want something like this after after a game in the locker room. A smidge too too hoppy. Oh, for oh, uh, uh, see, I'm all about the hop on my on mine, so I'm I've been loving it. I mean, I like it, but it's I wouldn't want that after you know I've skidded my ass off or whatever. No, like I'd no. want something lighter. You know, I'd go with like a normal Labatt or whatnot. But uh, but n- good beer. Hey, keep it in the family though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, as for me, uh, today I've got my finally got my Toronto Maple Leafs Tomash Cabriolet jersey. Hell yeah! Yeah, uh, you might be seeing a lot of this in the coming uh, in the coming weeks, as we've done a few a uh, few extra content with it. But um, got it off of custom throwback jerseys, and we all know how uh, <laughs> everybody feels about custom throwback jerseys. Yeah, no, let's uh, get into. I mean, the weeds again. I gotta say, I, I love the jersey. It's uh, I, I mentioned it a little bit in this upcoming video, but I mean, it's it's very close to the actual the you know, original jerseys that they they had back then. I mean, the plunging V neck, uh, so so I mean, iconic for Toronto Maple Leafs jerseys, like the uh, the underarm. You know, uh, I just love it. I I really do. And this is one jersey that I've always wanted out of my entire lifetime is, is a, uh, well, back then it would be in a way Tomas Cabriolet jersey because the blue is just, it's just so incredible. But I've had a white one. I, I've mentioned that as well. But I finally got a hold of this baby and I'm excited about it. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I, lo- I love it a lot. And like, like you mentioned, yeah, you, you have, you actually had a true um, vintage that CCM used to do. And we yeah. could, of Toronto too, actually, and we did a comparison. There's really not a difference. Not the material's the same. I mean, I, I mean, hey, you know what? If it's a knockoff, it's a knockoff. I, it's a, it's a damn good knockoff, and I'm just excited to have it finally. There you go, dude. I'm stoked you got it. Oh, for sure. Well, Elad, uh, let's let's get really into it, man. I mean, yeah, let's talk about a couple things uh, going on in the in the last month or so. I mean, the biggest thing is, I guess, is the trades really. Um, if you want to just kind of cover up, you know, our home team here real quick. Uh, we had a couple ones. Uh, we got Lars Eller, um, Keith Kincaid. Well, how, how do you say his last name? Keith Kincaid. Kincaid uh, yeah. from, from, uh, Boston. Um, 
So Eller from Washington. Uh, we got right all from Rangers and um, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson's back from Chicago. Uh, you know, I've got a big problem with that. Well, maybe not a big problem with the Jack Johnson trade. It's just we gave up Andreas England for for Jack Johnson. And I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you get you get experience with Johnson, but Andreas England was playing so well for the Avalanche yeah. this year. And I mean, this was his first year really being called up to the show and he was big he was feisty he dropped the gloves but he could still move the puck out of the zone and it's just you know i i don't know why we would trade uh an equally probably even better defenseman for jack johnson again i just i i don't think that trade was very smart or uh fiscal sounding well it might be fiscal if anything because jack johnson is like I, I think below a million dollars right now on the cap hit. Yeah, it's but like I, mean, I think it was like nine fifty or something but, like that. But so is England. He was uh, he was like the uh, he was the league minimum. It was like seven seven hundred fifty k. Yeah. yeah, and I like I I was absolutely impressed with England, and I really I probably wouldn't have done that trade. Really, probably I actually I totally would not have made that trade. See, that was the only one I was actually stoked on for the Avs. Uh, kind of getting that veteran back. Uh, he did really well during the Stanley Cup run. Um, when he got I into games. I mean, I was, I was sad. I was kind of sad when he left. Honestly, like I, I, I wish we would have kept him. Um, he's, he's cheap. He's like I said, experienced. He's a veteran and a great guy too. Great, great guy. Great good story behind him, well, right? But I mean, I just I don't think I would have given away Andreas England for him. Yeah, I would have. You know, maybe I would have. Uh, I I would have gone a different route, not Andreasing. Well, with the whole Jack Johnson situation too, I think I think they're honestly trying to with Captain still being gone and um, now Johnson. You know, like I think they're trying to get in a veteran face. You know, that can kind of rile up some of these younger guys uh, a little bit, and I think I think he just fits it. Now, again, if it was. For the people that we trade, if that was the right right person to trade for, I I don't know I I, I don't. And I mean, I and you know, don't get me wrong. Jack Johnson's a great player. It's just I don't, I, I don't think the uh, I don't think it works. But I mean, Jack Johnson, uh, he, you know what you're gonna get with him. You're gonna get experience. But I mean. I, I honestly saw Andreas England being a part of our future team. I really? I was almost ready to uh, trade out Sammy G and give England more time. Oh really? So you yeah. so you would have gotten rid of Gerard um, before before you would have gotten rid of England, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. Hmm. All right. And I mean, we got we probably would have gotten a little more uh, of a return on Sammy G rather than you know just Jack Johnson. Yeah. But I mean, as, as as an overall look at the Avalanche's uh, trade deadline, very underwhelming, very underwhelming. But I mean, you're, you're we not... are we are strapped on the cap, which is gonna really, you know, it's gonna it's gonna alter the way we look at a tr- trade deadline. But I mean, I think there was a, a couple moves that McFarland was trying to make, but it just wasn't there. So um, underwhelming for me. I mean, I think the Lars Eller. Um, getting another center in for a 2025 second round pick. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, I think that was a pretty good, pretty good steal. I know he hasn't performed well in Washington, and uh, that was probably the reason why they moved him. But knowing 
the type of player he is or he had, has been, I mean, he could be a good pickup. Uh, kind of like, look at him, kind of like Nichushkin in an example, right? Like, oh, yeah. Nichushkin too, like, he played in the league for the longest time and then got dropped in KHL, whatever, right? He's like, ah, it's, he's not doing well. I was giving him a chance, like, freaking monster, right? Maybe we can make that into Eller as well. And another um, another player with a championship pedigree. I mean, he was the one that uh, uh, put in the game uh, game winning goal for the uh, Washington Capitals Stanley Cup win. So there you I go. mean, uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, once again, he's a bit of an underwhelming player right now, and hopefully, he can turn that around. As far as I've seen, I think he's had about a one point since acquiring him. So it's he's been it's been an underwhelming uh, go so far. But I mean, there's still a bit of hockey to be played left so you know i mean if he gets put on the right uh on the right line right now he's playing with i believe um alex newhook and jt comfer i mean that's not a bad line i mean uh yeah. but newhook has been underwhelming as well this entire season so i don't know um you know maybe switch up the lines a little bit maybe get him some uh second power play time because sure. i mean you, you do need some somebody that's winning faceoffs but you know um kind of Right now, that's kind of JT Comfort spot. Right now, he's been playing. He's, I think this has been a career year for him. So, I mean, at least uh, Jimothy Timothy's stepping it up in in a lot a lot of uh, a lot of the aspects of the game that he wasn't so keen on the last few years. So, that's great. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, yeah. It will be interesting to see. And then there's the couple two other ones about uh, right all which. For that's the Rangers, an AHL, I don't, dude, that's an AHL. Yeah, it, that that doesn't matter. Um, and then the Kincaid trade, like that was super random. For, Just stocking up on goaltenders that can play uh, during the playoffs if need be. I guess so. Especially now with Francois, uh week to week. You know? See, that's what I was thinking. I wonder if that that was the reason for it because of the Francois situation. Um, Just getting getting another. Goaltender in there Solid depth mm. for sure He ended up playing one game Which is freaking hilarious The the pads Oh yeah I mean, uh, Poor guy man He literally probably just got off the plane Like got kind of somewhat settled in right And and what's his face And Georgiev um, gets yeah, completely Georgiev shelled just gets hammered on And man Speaking of him too I just I know he needs some help You know the team hasn't been playing as well but i was super stoked on him at the beginning and now i'm kind of like i'm not too sure about him um i mean if you look at his stats they're they're actually uh pretty decent actually uh better better than he's had and better than a lot of uh in the league right now but it's just the goals that he does let in really scare me well yeah it's that's what i'm saying it's like when you need him it's almost like when you need him he's not there yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I mean. When you need him, is not there, and the and the stats that you see is when the team plays well. Right. So the team plays well. He has good stats. The team struggles, uh, and they kind of rely on him a little bit. That's. I mean, he he hasn't done much, in my opinion. Well, I mean, um, when you need to rely on him, he's maybe not always there. Yeah. So I don't know, dude. Uh, that one's a tough one for me too. I I just. Who knows? I, 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 I just don't see him. I, I see Frankie more as like the future right now than than uh, Georgiev, unfortunately. I mean, and I don't know. it's it's a t- it's a tough spot right now, just like we said with Frankie, you know, being week to week, you know. But I mean, yeah. our 
we don't have too bad of goaltending depth down in the AHL. I mean, Eustace Annanen, like I said, I've been high on that guy ever since he came over from the Finnish league. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, a, right? a 18, 19-year-old uh, uh, playing with, you know, men over there. And, I mean, still holds, holds the record for longest shutout in the Finnish league. And, I mean, he's been playing great down in AHL. And even when he came up a couple times this year, he's he's had played great games. So, you know, um, I, and, you know, that's the whole thing with goalies. You know, you got to wait for them to permeate a little bit more than, sure. you know, a lot of the offensive guys in, in the NHL can just come in as an 18, 19-year-old and, you know, shine. But, you know, goalies, they it takes a lot longer for them to ripen, if you will. I mean, let's 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 be honest here. No, it, not a lot of eighteen, nineteen year old, even twenty to twenty one year old goalies are out there. You know, stealing the show. You know, you got more twenty five, twenty six, maybe even, you know, even up to thirty year old goalies who's really that's the the sound. Uh, I like the sound goaltender that you want. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I hadn't really seen him that that much of uh, you know playing. I I don't follow the Eagles or anything, so. I haven't really watched it on that side. Um, yeah, I just I just don't know too much about him. I you mean, know? I'm 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 impressed with the kid, and he's big. He's huge. No, he's a massive kid. That yeah. Oh, we're talking like almost Ben Bishop status, you know? Yeah. Or Roman Turek. Mm-hmm. Speaking of goaltenders and trade deadlines, what about that sauce with Los Angeles and Jonathan Quick? That was a weird one, man. Kind of, you know, kicks back the whole um, flurry situation with Vegas, right? It was kind of like unexpected. Um, same in this situation. Uh, I think when they did an interview with him, too, it was like, yeah, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, he wasn't, it sounds like he wasn't expecting a trade. Oh, and um, uh, what I heard, too, through uh, multiple sources is that he was furious. And ironically enough, he ends up in Vegas rather than Vegas doing the backstabbing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and happens to be a Kings rival, so to speak, too. Oh, easily um, a, a first or second round matchup in the playoffs this year. I wonder. I wonder if there were talks in the past where he kind of knew that he might end up there, and after what happened with with the Kings, it might have been just like a big fu, you know, to the Kings. They're like, well, I'm going to Vegas then, and I'm gonna. Well, you know, school che- you dudes. I don't know. Cheers to Columbus Blue Jackets and Yarmo Kekalainen for for doing what they did, like turning around and sending him to Vegas. Because, you know, I mean, this is probably one of Jonathan Quick's last years. And at the deadline, he gets unceremoniously moved to the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, and, uh, and Yarmo is like, hey, man, I know you don't want to play here. We're not going to make the playoffs. You were in basically a playoff run right now with the Kings, we're going to do you a solid. We're going to get you back out to the West and to, you know, uh, someone who's going to play the uh, play in the playoffs. Well, it's so here's the, the whole Columbus situation is weird, too, because you can't quite understand what what exactly happened there. You know, obviously they sent Corpy to to um, the Kings with um, that Russian guy. What was his name? Kravtsov. Uh, uh, Kravtsov. Yeah. Kravtsov. Well, yeah, I just know. One of their up-and-coming... El- uh, Elvis, Elvis's buddy, old pal. They were pretty close on the team. Oh, wow. Um, so him and Corp... So the Russian guy and the Corpy, Corpy uh, go, which 
I was surprised how oh, long. I'm sorry, uh, Gavrikov. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Was, I was gonna yeah. say it sounded. Off. That was more New York. Yeah, my bad. So yeah, so they send Corpy and him, uh, which the whole Corpy situation too. I'm surprised it took this long for them to move Corpy. Me too. They talked last year about moving Cor- Corpy, right? And then I'm almost, um, almost every year he's which, his name's out there. Which I'm glad he got out of there. I hope Elvis gets out of there too. Which that poor guy's struggling too, by the way. Um, he recently just flew back to Latvia because his grandma passed away. Um, what a shame! And his his whole situation, you know, like he, like his dad passed away like early, so he doesn't really know his dad. So he was raised by his mom and his grandma. So right. that's like a whole very touchy touchy feely situation, and he hasn't been performing well. And but the team's awful too. I mean, that's a whole different conversation. Anyways, back to. Back to the whole uh, Jonathan um, Jonathan Quick situation. So, like, do you think Columbus w- was hoping to k- keep him? Always hoping, but I mean, uh, the way uh, I don't even think Jonathan Quick would have reported to Columbus. No, I know, and I and I know that he had a conversation with Yarmo Kekalainen, saying, "Man, I'm not going to report. Can you please do me like something?" Because it was it was absolutely clear that Jonathan Quick was not going to play a game in a Columbus Blue Jackets jersey no matter what yeah I well that that's clear as day right like I I know that as a fact like he he wanted nothing to do with Columbus but I'm just more so thinking on Columbus's side like did they like really think when they made that choice like sick we're getting this veteran goalie because I think that was the actual thought process because a lot of people say, "Oh no, they did that to then make like another like quick trade or whatever." Which not originally it didn't work. It, well, when you look at it, it didn't even freaking work out. They're retaining what fifty percent of his pay now or some shit. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a good question. I'm not quite sure, but I think if, so. Yeah, but uh, and and you don't send one of your starting goaltenders and one of your top defensive prospects uh, to acquire uh, someone like Jonathan Quick to not think he's going to play for you, but it just doesn't work out like that. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know what happened there, man. I, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, yeah, Columbus is just a fucking wreck. Well, I mean, it, like I said, if Jonathan Quick's not even going to report, then you're going to have to flip him around and at least get something for him, which they did through, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights trade. But, uh, you know, I really think they definitely lost a lot of that. So, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. So now they get Mike. So Columbus now gets Michael Hutchinson, which, um, Not in a seventh great. round pick in the twenty twenty five NHL. Draft. Yeah, they. I mean, they like, lose. They lose a starting goaltender, a top D prospect, and then another starting goaltender for Michael Hutchinson in a seventh round pick. They uh, they got fleeced on that on that whole deal, but I mean they got totally screwed. I mean, like I think it just got into the point where it, Columbus will retain fifty percent of Quick's contract. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, yeah. like they literally got screwed. They get Hutchinson, which he's nothing. Oh, uh, he's done. He's done for. He was done for when he was playing for the Avs. You know. They get to retain fifty percent. I mean, it's just, uh, and it's like a seventh round pick in twenty twenty five. I mean, yeah, yeah. awful, 
All things considered, though, I don't know. Who knows if, like, how long do you think Quick's even going to be around? Uh, maybe, maybe another year. Maybe, maybe. Maybe two. Maybe. You know? And, I mean, all things considered, he kind of sucked, too, this season. I just playing, he's been playing a lot better this season than last. But I, but 3.5 goals against average this year. Yeah, well, I mean. Uh, 0.876 save percentage. Okay, so not incredible, but, I mean, he was sitting in a playoff spot with the Kings. So, I mean. No, sure. Take, yeah. take that for what you will, you know. No, the, no, that's again. It's more so I think getting that that veteran presence uh, is what a lot of people when they look. I don't think they even look at his performance at this point. Well, they just I, look about having his knowledge, his presence. It's more so, hey, we're gonna pay you to and the fix Knights, up these young kids. Yeah, and the Golden Knights needed a better goalie than Aiden Hill and Laurent Bressois sure. going into the playoffs. And I mean, Jonathan Quick's got that Stanley Cup pedigree. You know, yeah. Speaking of Stanley Cup pedigrees, I mean Patrick Kane to the New York Rangers. Yeah, how do you feel about that one? I could care less, honestly. I like, um, I mean, it's huge for. I mean, it's huge for the New York Rangers. I mean, they they have stacked up. I mean, getting Vlad Tarasenko and Patrick Kane and figuring out how to work it all. That's insane. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. They're they're the a powerhouse, sure. dude. And I mean that, uh, and it's it's been a fit. I mean, he's had almost points in almost every single game since he's played, and I mean that the, uh, like that power play is just going to be ridiculous. Absolutely, I mean you got Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, Patrick Kane, Vlad Tarasenko, Adam Fox. Oh my freaking god! No, they're they're going to be a they're they're going for the cup, dude. They're trying to get that cup, man. They're not they're not messing around anymore. Oh, and, and same you know same with uh, the Boston Bruins going out and getting Tyler Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings. I mean. They they're already what uh, I think there's like 16 games left in the season for the Boston Bruins as we speak, and they're already at 105 points, already solidified their spot for the playoffs, and no other team has been able to do that yet. You know everybody else is sitting at like 88 to 95 points in the East and the West, except for the Boston Bruins, and they. <laughs> It was. I think it was like maybe two or three games ago. They still hadn't even had double digit losses. Yeah. So that's been just absolutely insane. And uh, one more I want to talk about is uh, Taylor Janot from the Nashville Predators going to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I didn't hear that one. Huh. He <laughs> Tampa Bay gave up four draft picks, uh, maybe four or five draft picks, just for Taylor Janot. Wow. That's what got. I mean, I, I think that was a little too much. For, and they, there weren't low draft picks either. I mean, they're like second and third round draft picks for Taylor Janot. A little, a little too pricey for my, for my for my taste for sure. Yeah, hopefully it pays off, dude. Um, out of all out of all these trades, what do you think? What do you think was the better one? Who 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 got ahead? Ah, New York Rangers got to be the winner here, man. They they won trade. They're stacking up. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Getting Kane on there is probably gonna be awesome. But then again, you think of like you know, like sometimes you see these teams they get like all these like talented people. Oh, well, looks you good get on too paper. Much, yeah, you get too much talent on there, and then it turns into this like um, 
who's, who's going to get the puck. Yeah. yeah. Like you just, you just turn all these players into a bunch of puck hogs. Um, not that I'm saying that would happen, but something to definitely you got to consider when you get all these, um, higher pick players, so to speak, which means you just got to spread the love. Really. You got to find people who have chemistry and try to avoid that. And I think, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of what uh, New York's doing, I think they'll be able to spread the spread the wealth, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, I assume the Avs, you're not feeling it at all. Oh no, absolutely not. Yeah, like I said, I like I mentioned earlier, I'm I'm pretty cool with the Jack Johnson, um, the Lars Seller. I can also see a positive. Um, yeah, and the two others is just, I feel like they just did it to do it. Um, we got that. Oh, one thing that I actually want to mention is too goalie wise. Um, it sure looks like we might have a new Latvian goalie in the horizon there showing oh. up. Oh yeah, yeah, in the Canucks, Arthur Shillos. Um, they've been having him play a few games here and there, and he's been doing pretty darn good. Um. Cool thing about him is the kid's born in the same city as me, Lenspils. Oh, nice. Got coached by the same goalie coach as myself when we were kids. Well, how about that? Um, yeah, uh, very very put-together kid. Young, too. I think he's like 20, 19, 20. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's played like five games with the Canucks. He's gotten like three wins or something like that. I can't, hey, all right. I can't remember. So, yeah, definitely I could see him, um, see him on the roster maybe in upcoming seasons. Um, right now they're just kind of utilizing him, right, uh, wherever they need to with injuries and whatnot. But, but yeah, pretty pretty cool, dude. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, that's incredible. You know, you gotta love to see to see more lads breaking into the uh, the NHL. Yeah, yeah. Like I said it's expanding the game, and which uh, I actually want to bring up a little bit more too uh, on expanding the game. So uh, the last time we we met, uh, it was around the All Star uh, the All Star game, right? Yeah, it was All Star. Yeah, we talked All Star jerseys and how yeah. stupid it all was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, uh, the U.S. viewership of the NHL was at a record low twenty two percent. Maybe not a record low, but a low twenty two percent. Twenty two percent. I'm not surprised, honestly. Yeah, and uh, now uh, there's these ugly rumors, not exactly rumors, it's going to be happening, but the AT&T Sportsnet will be dropping regional coverage of a lot of a lot of different teams, especially out in the East. They're actually going to be dropping all sports from the AT&T Sportsnet and maybe some others, like Root as well. So what's, okay, so what's the whole reason, so it has, but it has nothing to do with like NHL per se, it's like they're just switching their business model, so to speak, right? Well, yeah, but the, what I'm getting at, though, is that the NHL is going to need to be able to find new ways to reach more audiences. Okay, yeah. Especially losing uh, regional sports networks. I mean, if you uh, and the reason why is because people are uh, just not watching. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, th- I think why a lot of people aren't watching, honestly, is because of all these stupid subscription things you got to do these days. You know, well, that's I, a, that, it, no, that's more on cable. AT and T Sports is on like cable and stuff, not the uh, uh, subscriptions. Okay, but I guess what? I, so was it? 
So when AT and T was a thing, when they were brought, I get it. But when we were broadcasting all the sports and what whatnot, was was the percentage higher then? Were people, no, more people watching, or it was still down? Well, no, it's down. It's it's gone. So it's down. been so down the, forever. Well, I mean, it's been going down quite like quite substantially uh, every year. So now they're going to be dropping a lot of a lot of sports and stuff. Got it. Okay. Okay. So a lot of people in regional areas are going to be without hockey unless you know viewership goes up. So what I'm saying is that the NHL needs to find more interesting ways to you know gather an audience and uh from what i've seen since we last spoke they've done three things that have uh, actually been quite a smart way to expand the game of hockey yeah what's that all right so the first one is all but confirmed but there will be some preseason games played in australia next year that's cool they don't get to see a lot of hockey there oh for sure and i mean uh, what a what a great way to do it. I mean, it's it's basically the same thing as what they've been doing with the you know the the global series. But I mean, they've been doing it in the same places like Ch- uh, Czechia, you know, Sweden, Finland, places where there's already a, an established you know fan, a fandom of hockey. So Hockey's never going away from those places. Oh no way! Stay there forever and ever. So I think it's I think it's a great idea to go out to uh, you know places like Australia where more people can get into hockey. Yeah, but it, I don't know, man. Like it's it's gonna be a hype when it's there, and then it's gonna be forgotten about it. That's my opinion. Well, you never know. Uh, you, no, you, it's you. You gotta try it, right? I just I don't know. I don't know if that's a way of um, necessarily getting the viewership up. I mean, this isn't like um, it's not gonna be like oh well, we're gonna go to Australia and everything's gonna be good. I mean, obviously, there's gonna be gonna need to do more and ex- more exciting things in more creative ways to grow the game. I'm just saying it's it's kind of a expo- an exciting thing. Sure, they're exposing hockey to people that necessarily might have not even considered it like yeah. as a sport or something to follow. No, I get it. No, that's cool. Um but yeah, like like you said, they're definitely going to have to do more. Um it's in my opinion like I tried to mention earlier um Besides the whole AT&T, whatever. I think it's just harder to watch games these days in general because of, again, like I mentioned, all these subscriptions and shit that you need. Like, you think my, your 70-year-old grandpa or whatever that has been used to watching hockey the old school way, whatever is going to fucking, you know want to do all this subscription bullshit or whatever well, no, like not, not when it's least, gone but... when it's gone it's gone right oh i guess it's not on my cable like you said or whatever right. so it's done so yeah well i think there's an issue within that you know and and speaking i mean for us in colorado you know like we've been through this you know where we we still till this day our own local teams are blacked out we can't watch we can't turn on the TV and just like watch our own games without trying to get some bootleg bullshit. Unless again, you get these certain little subscription things that Add might have like, and- like, yeah, lock the deal or yeah, buying a VPN and putting yourself in the East Coast or something so you can watch it locally. Right. Like all this stuff, right? Like all these loopholes and shit. Um, 
I don't know. With all that, I think it, it it's it's just pushing a lot of people away from the sport as well. Oh, absolutely. I fully agree, and that's why I brought it up, is that you're they're doing more to push people away from the sport than to bring them in. Yeah. You know, before the deal with ESPN and ESPN Plus and all that jive, you know, you could go to NHL.live, and you could, it was like a 12, uh, $12 subscription. You could watch any hockey you wanted. Mm-hmm. Why did that ever go away? Money, dude. Of course. And, like, uh, just another way of pushing uh, pushing fans away. You know, making it harder for the, for folks to watch hockey games. Yeah. And the hockey guy said, uh, you know, Shannon Scott is the uh, hockey guy. Yeah. He, he even said, man, if, you know, why not offer so- something to the fans where you can basically just buy your team's games and use that as a subscription. Sure, yeah. What's going on with this noise here? There we go. Sorry, people. I mean, make it more accessible. You're going to make more money in the long run if you can do that. Or you can buy, like, a full-on, you know, full-on league pass. You know, it used to be that easy, but not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just... Like I said, it all comes down to the money and making money and whatnot. And but there is another thing that I'm like kind of excited about, and which I'm like totally flabbergasted as to why it took this long to do it. But uh, NHL has rolled out the NHL Street Initiative, where basically throughout states like Austin, Texas, Boston, Mass, Edmonton, Alberta, you know, um, Vancouver. All these other, all these other cities uh, throughout the Canada and the U.S. are going to be instituting NHL street hockey leagues for kids six to sixteen. See that's 16. dope. That yeah. see that's freaking cool. Yeah, and and they, they, what they'll do is they'll be providing all of the equipment and whatnot for what you need to go and play. It's like an hour each week. Where with a like a twenty minute practice and then two halves and you pl- you go and play some street hockey. That's cool. See, that's something that I would go watch and like be a part of. That's the type of shit that I see. And what's um, great is that you can actually apply to have one of your cities be a part of that as well. Yeah, and what they'll probably end up doing is they'll they'll end up kind of like what they do with the stadium series and winter classics and whatnot. They'll hit every place. As much oh, as they can. Right? Oh, I'm sure they'll have like so, a showcase, like a tournament. Yeah. So, at, at those kind of special events and whatnot. No, and totally. Why not, you know? I could totally see that popping up in Colorado one year or something too. Like they'll oh, yeah. just kind of like make their rounds, right? Uh, that is cool. That I'm that I'm behind more so than the whole Australia thing. And honestly. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and that's the thing is bringing the game to a new generation or instilling the game more into, you know, folks who may not be able to have money to go and play ice hockey or roller hockey for that matter. Sure. You know, at least they're still, but you know, you're getting kids that, uh, that have never played before kids that play every day. You know, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's a really smart idea and which something they should have tapped in a long time ago. I mean, I'm so surprised that it took this long for that to happen. Money, dude. Yeah. Money, money's money's. That's what that's what it's all about at the end of the day for them, honestly. So, well, I mean, I mean that's that's basically what all, all I got for you know um, about what's going on on in the league, man. Um, we got basically sixteen games left in this regular season. 
just before we go, what do you want to see happen with the Avs with some with another team? Speak. I I want us to make the playoffs. I want us. To, that's what I want, right? Like, I again, like I I I I don't know if we're gonna do it. I don't know if we're gonna pull it off. We've had some good games. We've the slide where we played the Canadians. Um, that was a great game. But uh, and the but then we lost our Turi Lekkinen for four four to six right. weeks. The way he played well and broke his freaking finger or whatever. I just, dude, I don't know. I just want to get us in the playoffs. Yeah. That's all I want. Oh, I, yeah. And and it just seems so far away at this point for me. I, I just don't know if they're going to pull it off this year. It's creeping up, man. Like I said, about just about, um, I think we're at 66, maybe 64 games if the in Av- the season. If the Avs don't pan out, um, I'm rooting for the Rangers. <laughs> You know, I would say Boston Bruins, but I fucking hate Tyler Bertuzzi. I hate that. I can't stand that entire family. So, I'm I'm losing my. Uh, that's that's a Colorado thing too. Uh, I mean, if you ask me, it's rightfully so. That's been a Colorado thing for many years. Uh, yeah, rightfully so. But uh, I mean, for me, man, yeah, I just want to see the playoffs. Um, you know, just maybe get some guys healthy and you know get back to you know a good hockey team. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, God, it's I can't believe it's almost playoffs already. I know, crazy. It's crazy. I'm just glad that everything's been kind of per schedule, like no no hiccups really. Um, as as fun as you know last last season was, obviously for us too with with the outcome, it just dragged way too long. You know with the with the COVID shit and whatnot. Um, I'm just, I'm just happy to see like a normal NHL season. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, as normal as it'll get, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or as it, it might get, but yeah, I mean, it, no hiccups, no, no delays or anything like that. So that's good. So hopefully we can finish strong and finish a normal hockey season for, uh, once in a long time. Right. No, Definitely. We'll see what happens, man. Again, yeah, we 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 milked it. We should have released this way earlier this month. We're almost in April. Yeah, I mean sickness, life. <laughs> sickness, life, everything else. Um But yeah, we'll uh we'll squeeze this one out and some other videos. Um do you got anything else to add, dude? I'm I'm just kinda like Oh no, just keep checking out keep checking out and liking our new content. That's a huge thing for me that really stoked to see that there's uh been a lot of viewership on that and you yeah. know, hit like and subscribe, comment, hit the no uh, notification bell for any update on Stick and Puck Podcast content content. And uh, you know, thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of a, of this whole thing. Like I love getting together with this kid and making some uh, talking hockey and hope you guys uh, stick around and keep listening. Definitely. Um, but you said, Cody, yeah, please, please check us out. Uh, get in those comment sections on YouTube too. Let's have a conversation. We'll, we're pretty active. We'll respond and whatever. Maybe we can get a good conversation going with other people about these trades or whatever else your thoughts are, but the NHL, you know, how they can, get some more people interested into the sport like let's let's talk about some stuff it'd be really really cool to 
to, to get some conversations going too. So. Oh, absolutely. I would love it as well. So, yeah. Hop in those comments section, man. Give us a t- t- say hey, whatever, man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this is it for today. Short one. But uh, we'll be back soon. So, again, thanks so much. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Oh, yeah. So, until then, retape your skip. Stick. Retape that stick. Tie up those laces. And I uh, hope you enjoyed another session of Stick and Pop. Hails. Yeah, let's roll, guys. Thanks. Bye.